Talk film. This is episode 24. Kobe Bryant. Mm, um, I am I'm not Kobe Bryant. I'm I'm Pete Ray. Here is my good friend, fellow teacher, Mitchell Maine. Mr. Maine, um, the people are clamoring in the streets, begging, pleading. Mr. Maine, please watch Game of Thrones. What, what do you have to say to the people? Um, like Kobe Bryant would say, shout out Kobe Bryant. Kobe doing work, 2-4 on my shirt, greatest on the court, I'm the greatest on the verse. Um, I don't have time for that. I don't have time, man. And I'm at the point where Thrones, like, like I'm so past the window of opportunity for me to watch that. Like, I feel like if no, I say, no, no, I'm watching no, Game of Thrones, no. people are going to be like, dude, like, get, like, yourself out of the rock that you've been living in. So I feel like I'm just, like, so far gone at this point that, I see all the new, there's like the House of Dragon, it's what it's called. Yes. Um, yeah, people are raving about it, but you know, I just, I scroll past it and I have no idea what's being said. No idea. <laughs> if anything, okay, first of all, I envy you, but I'll come back to that. If anything, now is the perfect time to start. We got this new series out. You could even just watch the new series, keep up with it. And then maybe get Game of Thrones interspersed in there, or maybe this hooks you and you get Game of Thrones later. And I'm not even saying Game of Thrones is like one of the best television shows of all time. I'm not saying that, especially because it's last season. It's terrible. But and that's just another the, reason why I don't watch it, because people say it ends so badly. And it does. But the conversation, the conversation around it every Sunday you know that that's like half your Twitter feed is just people talking thrones, man. But that's what I'm saying. I missed all that. Like going back, like I'm going to be a party of one. Hey, do you guys see mm. season one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I watched The Sopranos for the first time last summer. Yeah, I, like, that's different that though. Was... That came out at a different time in life. Where, right. like, social media wasn't prominent. Like, I have no spoilers with Thrones. Like, I know some character names. Shout out Jon Snow. Um, Tony Soprano. He's in Game of Thrones. Tony Soprano. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, the the communal piece. Like, I feel like they're in one town and I would be in Loserville by myself because I just have no one to talk to about season one Game of Thrones. So you just don't want to be part of the cool kids. You're you're a hipster. You're a rebel. I'm intimidated at this point. At this point, I'm the kid in the lunchroom. Um, I'm Steven Glansberg from Superbad eating the yogurt by myself, looking at the cool kids saying, man, if only I had tried out for basketball my freshman year, I could have been there. But now I'm sitting here eating yogurt by myself. That's where I'm at right now. So and I'm OK with that. I'm OK with okay. that. All right. I just I just wanted to uh, maybe pressure you a little bit. Maybe, you know, it's up. It is up there as far as like TV shows and ones that people say you like need to watch. But OK, I just want to see where where you were at. Yeah, I mean, I respect it for sure. And I've watched the first few episodes of it. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. It's past the window. Yeah. All right, all right. I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, we were we were talking right before we started to record that this is the uh, just 
down period for movies. Feels like there's nothing really out right now. I don't really even know what's on the horizon. I feel like maybe November we have stuff coming out. I don't even know. But yeah, it's it's a sad time for movies right now. We have um, Black Panther coming out, which will be cool. Okay. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon got delayed till next year. Saw that. It's sick. Um, <laughs> Avatar. When's what month does that come out? I don't I think even it's know. December. I think it's right before Christmas. Little Christmas movie action. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're we're in a dry spell right now for sure. I was I was thinking about that when I was driving home today. Actually, it's like man. I missed Bullet Train. I know we were gonna do a bonus sode on Bullet Train. I still haven't seen that. Um, that was the one movie that I was like, okay, this is it. And then it's a few months until we get something decent. Yeah, yeah. Bullet Train, I would say, lived up to my expectations, but was still it, it just. I feel like it could have been a lot better. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not much to talk about in the in the current events with movies well with movies coming out but we do have some some movie news which mm. we hardly ever do on here but like we said it's it's a tough time for movies right now um movie pass did you ever use movie pass back before it like filed bankruptcy and was just gone forever so i'm going to sound like an idiot um i thought movie pass was like your your regal membership, like your crown royal club, and like you get like you pay $21 a month and you get unlimited movies. Is that what this is? That's what that's what it was like before the the regal, the AMC is like latched onto it and did their own. This was mm-hmm. you could literally go to any movie theater you wanted to. And if you had movie pass, like your ticket was basically paid for. And th- it applies to AMC Regal. From what I remember um, it it pretty much worked wherever you wanted to go. It was the biggest, no way that this works and is, is a viable business option for anybody, but it it sounds like a dream. (laughs) I know I had it for like two months and it was, it was a great two months because I was just, I could just go see any movie I wanted to. And it was, I mean, I can't remember how much it was, 20 or 30 bucks a month, maybe even less than that. And yeah, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to go watch any movie I want to. But it's back. It is. Supposedly, it's back. Um, so how would you feel about having a, a movie pass? I'm all about it. Um, I know that contradicts everything I just said about no good <laughs> movies coming out. But like that gets me out of my house and which i need i need to get out of the house to go see movies even if they are trash um 20 to 30 bucks though is kind of steep yeah you'd have to go see what like three movies a month three which is definitely possible you know me though i love my popcorn um i would have to really restrain myself from getting popcorn every single time you know, let's talk about your movie theater habits real quick because I've what are my never, movie theater habits? I've never met someone who every time they go to a movie theater they get an icy. Bro, come on! <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
you know, everybody gets their their pop. Everybody gets the popcorn. I don't know if I've ever been to a movie with you that you don't get the icy. I, re- no. I respect it. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. I just, it was a curveball. The first two few times we went to see movies, I was like, what? Okay. Okay. Uh, I prioritize the icy over the popcorn. Dare I know I you. Yeah. The blue icy. The Regal has only the red icy, which kind of stinks. But I mean, cherry's still delicious. Um, the other movie theater we go to has the blue, and you, you know I'm all about the blue. Um, I that's I can't believe that's jarring to you, man. Blue icies. What's better than a blue icy in a cold movie theater? I, I guess nothing. I guess not. I I can't relate. I've never had an icy while watching a movie. You've never done it. You've never gotten an icy. Never. That's that's honestly, that's sad. <laughs> that's that's what I do. Yeah, you know, every time, like you said, you were surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's a baller move. It's a baller move. <laughs> I, I respect it a lot. I respect it a lot. I need to restrain though. You you're just a average Joe. Get me a medium Coke kind of guy. I'll I'll. That's like all I do, or it's just nothing. And. Yeah. I, you know, I wish that they sold just a handful of popcorn. Like, can I just have a handful? <laughs> can I just reach my hand in there? And that's all I need is just a handful. How do you feel about some of those um, new theaters? I think there were some. There was one in California. I think there's some in Austin, Texas. I could be wrong. Um, doing the self-serve popcorn. How do you feel about that? Okay, I'm all for that because I'm taking one scoop. Well, it's it's all about the price, man. Like. You're paying for the bucket, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess I'm out there because literally all I want is one scoop. Even a small popcorn, I eat like a quarter of, and then I'm like, I'm just done with this. I don't want anymore. That this guy, man. (laughs) You, I don't think you're human. You might be in between the living and the dead yourself here. Um, (laughs) Back to the self-serving popcorn, though. I think that would just create utter chaos. I think that yeah, would probably. create an apocalypse in itself. People would be going crazy Friday night before their avatar. Think about that. Avatar, premiere night, self-serving popcorn, people rushing with their blue ices because it's Avatar, <laughs> and just going bananas at the self-serving popcorn machine. That's bad news bears all around. I don't think there's any way a movie theater could make enough popcorn to serve the people. Can you imagine it? Avengers Endgame, they had enough popcorn. No chance, self-serve. No chance. They would have to pay someone to just literally pop popcorn all night long. Yeah. Okay, this is a callback, but this like that guy in Spirited Away that's down in the basement just doing uh-huh. that. I don't we don't even really know what his job is, but he's just that's his job. He's just down there spinning his wheels and he's in the boiler uh, room. Yeah. What's his name again? Do you remember his name? I know he had a sick mustache. That's about yeah. it. like six legs. Chilling in the boiler room. Yeah, he had like the spider legs. Yeah. Shout out that character. Shout out that guy. He'd be a great full-time popcorn maker at the uh, self-serve station. I would not be a great popcorn maker because I would, I'd low-key be eating all of it. Um <laughs> What would what you would be able to restrain yourself because you don't even eat it when you buy it. So you're you're just popping it and having no restraint or all restraint. No urge. All restraint shown. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. If I ever, uh, if I ever just feel like I don't have this teaching thing figured out, I can put that on a resume. Great restrainer on popcorn. Yeah. I buy small bags of popcorn and don't eat even half of it. <laughs> I'm the man for the job. I can't wait till I'm old and can buy like the, uh, the senior, the senior pack where it comes with like the, the tiny popcorn and the tiny, or maybe it's, I feel like it's kids and seniors get that only. And if it's, yeah. if you're 27, they're like, you're not allowed to buy that. That kid's meal though, that I remember going to see, um, uh, it's the baseball movie with Dennis Quaid. Oh, is it? Oh, it's, it's, is it the rookie? The rookie, the rookie. Yes. The rookie. Yeah. I get the rookie and rookie of the year. Always. Compete. Yeah. I remember going to that with um, one of my friends back home and we got the kids meal and it's like, you get like a small little ice box thing, your popcorn, like some nachos. Like you get this little personal tray. Like I need that for adults. Yes. But you want it bigger. You want it super. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want the tub (laughs) and then my icy and then another area for my nachos all for myself. Okay. Okay, it's probably going to take up like the seat next to you. You'll have to set. You have to buy two tickets and set it on there, and put a down deposit on it so I can actually pay for it. You know, movie theaters are dying. If people listen to what we have to offer, um, maybe they'd be doing better financially. Do you know why movie theaters charge so much for concessions? That's how they make all their money. Yeah, that's what we talk about in film studies because all the the studios make the earnings at the box office. They make large majority of that. And so the brick and mortar theaters are like, all right, well, how are we going to stay afloat? We'll charge X-ray $20 for a small bag of popcorn that he'll eat two cents worth. Yep. And that's, that's why I can't do it anymore. So, you know, (laughs) it's my fault. It's my fault that theaters are going out of business and I apologize. It's your fault, man. And you don't have a movie pass, so you're not even going. Yep. Okay, movie pass. Come back, please. I miss you. And I would, I would uh, get one. I currently owe around two hundred fifty dollars to Regal because I <laughs> yeah. bought their. I no, bought let's unpack that a little bit. I, I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> so I I bought the Regal Unlimited. So we have a Regal in our town. Um, you know, didn't read the fine print. Didn't even read the large print. Said you, you can't cancel it. You got to buy it for a year. Um. Then COVID happens. Can't even go to the movie theater because it's not open. Um, can't cancel my thing. But I did it with a credit card that expired like a month after I did it. So they have no way to charge me. So I've found the perfect loophole with these things. Is <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure someday it'll catch back up to me and I like won't be able to buy a new house because it's like, dude, you got uh, quite a bit of debt here. Um, from this you owe this regal cinemas one thousand dollars <laughs> that's why we really need uh some some listeners some some uh sponsors because i need to repay my debts and <laughs> i yeah i just never paid it back i go to regal once twice three times a month and um i'm not up on like any wanted boards so they must not know i don't know i don't know one day you'll be walking, no popcorn in hand, and they'll be like, that's him. And then you'll see yourself in the back um, locked up. 
having to owe $50,000 in regal unlimited funds. Yep. Um, I'm not looking forward to that day, but I know it will come. I'll keep the, I'll keep the listeners updated. That is the loophole though. Like, uh, yeah, if you're like in a, you're in a payment plan that like you really are just not wanting to do anymore. Um, (laughs) you can actually like, sometimes my bank will text me. This actually happened last weekend. My bank texts me like with unusual spending activity and like, did you authorize this purchase? Reply yes or no. I replied no to one of these texts. This happened literally Saturday. And Shelby had bought something from Home Depot for like 300 something dollars, which is weird. They're texting me about a $300 purchase. Like that's really nothing. Especially Um, because it's like impossible to spend less than $300 at Home Depot. Exactly. Yeah. And so I didn't know. And she was still asleep at the time. So I just texted no. I did not authorize this. And they did Shelby authorized it um (laughs) nonetheless they they canceled my card so I have to go to the bank and get another credit card and we had a lot of our like auto pay bills on my credit card and things and so we got it all switched over to Shelby's but like if you ever need to get out of something just uh claim that you there's an unauthorized purchase on your card get it canceled and you're golden allegedly yeah, I think we may be encouraging people to commit some type of fraud here. Um, so if, allegedly, if, you can do this. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Maybe, hear maybe you can. Maybe we're just idiots talking on microphones. <laughs> you you did not hear it from Teachers Talk film. Correct. Correct. Okay. Usually we talk uh, teaching at the end of our episodes, but we're going to switch it up because we got something that we're going to do specifically with Nine Max Fury Road at the end that didn't really make sense to do before we review the movie. Right. So what's uh, what's going on in, in film studies class this week, last week in general? We're finally into content. We're we're in unit one, which is the history and fundamentals of film. And so we're talking really just about how film emerged from the photograph and how it literally is moving pictures. And that's why it's called, it was called the motion picture and just things like that. Um, this week, we're talking about like different styles of film and like eras, like French New Wave, um, like film noir, different types of films in that way and then um, we're going to end out our week with silent film I like to touch on silent film I don't like to spend too much time with silent film because let's be real it's kind of dull for a high school kid Um, but yeah where are you guys at Um, one quick thing about silent films because I do show some uh, and it's nice because they're all on YouTube and Mm -hmm. I just play it at double speed because I'm like I get it like you guys probably don't really want to spend too much time watching these so one's like 20 minutes and it's like if we can get this done in 10 minutes let's do it yeah and double speed and the music sounds all weird they're moving really fast but they get they get what they need yeah we watched um like the great train robbery do you know what that is yeah yeah i show some of that too yeah so like it's like a 14 minute movie or something we show i always show like the first four minutes and then i pause it i'm like are you bored yet and like yeah. all their heads are just like in lulls, like about to fall asleep. And I'm like, all right, we're going to just stop it there and, and just talk about it. But yeah, man, yeah. they're 
there i don't know it makes me appreciative of film nowadays for sure for sure i also kind of like it because eventually i make them make their own silent movie and they're like worse than the silent movies we watch and i'm like oh <laughs> you thought those were born and yours aren't as good as those and you have way better technology you tell um, them that are you like um are you like terrence fletcher with them <laughs> Um, no, I, I keep those thoughts to myself mostly because I'll tell you what, all honesty, most every movie that we make during the semester are not great. Not it's, it's all about the it's all about the process. It's all about the process. Right, right. Exactly. I wish um, I could do some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Right now, I start with just uh, talking about cinematography and mm. just like what it is and angles and shots and all that. Um, and then I have them like go out and get some shots. So like get some pans, get some tilts, get some dolly ins and some, some crab shots, all that. So I like that because it gets them up and moving. It gets them actually like they have to think about what they're going to do with the camera and why they would do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then today we started watching a movie and I have them just analyze it for different shots. So just so that they start identifying them. Um, usually we watch The Dark Knight, but I had, I was the other day, I was like, who's seen The Dark Knight? And I think like everybody's, but maybe like five kids in my class, hands went up. So I was like, ah, we're not watching that. If everybody's seen it, uh, it's kind of good, but it's kind of better when they haven't seen it. So we're watching Dunkirk, which hmm. I feel like, I don't know. Does a teenager love the movie Dunkirk? I don't know. I feel like it's um, it's entertaining. It has fantastic cinematography. So does it need to be entertaining for what we're doing? Probably not. I don't know. I'm liking the decision so far. We're a day in. Nice. I like it. I want to join your film class. My kids don't watch a movie for another week and a half or so, probably. Yeah, I try and bounce between like we're going to learn some stuff. Then we're going to watch it and then we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But I like the film's kind of, um, kind of like, for being honest, kind of mundane, but we're getting through it. Yeah. They yeah. need to know these things. They do. They do. All right. Are you ready to talk some Mad Max, some Fury Road? Let's get it. Okay, here's our synopsis. In a stark desert landscape where humanity is broken and most everyone is crazed fighting for the necessities of life, within this world exist two rebels on the run who just might be able to restore order. Mm. Hit me with it. What's your, what's your initial thoughts? My initial thought is... Kyle's love this movie. Wow, I am lost. <laughs> I am lost. You know, like, like the stigma associated with the name Kyle. Um, no, I don't. Fill me in here. Okay. Um, Kyle's are flat brim hat wearing, baggy shorts, tank top wearing. 18 monster drink consuming a day people um, okay, I know who love, exactly who who love wearing about. the clunky dc shoes mm -hmm. um who have chains and i'm not hating on them i'm just i'm just explaining um chains like 
that go down almost like to their belly button. Um, yeah, Kyles love this movie. Would you consider yourself a Kyle? I, I'm uh, going to take a no. <laughs> four days out of the week. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I am not a Kyle. Shout out to all our Kyles out there. Um, and I might be naming off what I think a Kyle is, and you might be the exact opposite. So please don't um, take it personally. Um, but there are memes like Kyle's, like the meme Kyle. It's like the name has turned into a meme, not in the way like Karen has. Um, I was thinking Chad. Chad is always the what I hear is it's a different type of person, but yes, that's like the frat bro, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Kyle's like the clunky DC wearing, um, dirt bike racing, monster drinking type of person. Okay. Yeah. Kyle's love this movie. And why? And you, you're not a Kyle, correct? I'm not, I'm not. So you do not love this movie. Um, Love is a very endearing word. So love, I do not love this movie. Okay, so we've got a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. I'm trying yeah, to I'm letting see you just where... pry it open here. <laughs> I'm seeing where I want to go first. Um, let's hmm, 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 hmm. let's talk about why. <laughs> it's a great follow up. Great follow up. <laughs> or or why you why you feel that that Kyle's love this movie. And why maybe for you that that um, maybe makes you not like this movie as much. Okay. You're a great conversationalist. Um, I think. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. No, I am. No, I, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I saw the look on your face. You're like, wow. Um, no, I think following up with the simple uh, question, why? Yeah, that's that's the next step. Um and my answer to your why is because this movie is high energy, not to the point like where Blade, I said Blade is like the energy drink of a film. This movie just from beginning to end is just high intensity. 80% of this movie is shot in car chases with these enormous rigs Um and just cool automobiles. Um, Kyle's love automobiles and fast vehicles and things like that and taking care of their vehicles. Um, it's a high energy movie from beginning to end. It's very loud, very yes. loud, very yeah. loud. Um, almost to the point where it's drowning out anything that the characters are saying. Um, it's just intense. It's, it's, it's a shot of adrenaline from the very beginning. Kyle's love it. We we you're really <laughs> you're harping on the Kyle's man. You are shout out to Kyle's, and I'm not. I'm, yeah, this is this is praise for Kyle's. Is it? It doesn't really <laughs> sound I'm, like. I mean, I'm praising Kyle's man. I, this movie has great reviews, and so obviously there are a lot of Kyle's out there. Okay, okay, I am. I am in a mental pretzel right now. <laughs> I, I cannot figure out if you hate this movie or you like this movie. Um, wow. Wow. You, I just don't even know if my thoughts are even valid at this point. I want to hear what you say, because I do think we're going to be on varying ends of the spectrum here. So the first maybe 10 minutes of this movie, I was like, man, 
I don't remember this as much as I thought I did. Like, I remember thinking that this was a pretty great, great film here. Um, so I, I think what I have to base it around is style, because I yeah. think this, the style of this movie is, it's interesting. Like George Miller, the director, I think that's his name. Um, like Shout he's out. definitely got his, he's got his own style for sure. And at first I really didn't like it. Like the, the fast motion did you notice that like it's like like tom hardy's running but it's sped up like it almost looks like an, an old film it almost looks like strobe you know what i mean yes. like when you see like a strobe light and like you can see like like the yes. glimpses yes. of the characters moving like you it looks like that it's very chaotic but sped up and i hate that i do not like that effect i like that, that. oh i do not like it so it, and there was a ton of that in the beginning which I really didn't like, but I feel like, and I thought that it was edited kind of weird. Like it's super quick, super fast. And then you mix that with the fast motion strobe thing that you were mentioning. Not a fan of that, but then the really the rest of the movie, I love the style. I love the way it looks. I love the costumes. I love the cars. Um, you can call me a Kyle. Fine. Um, a Kyle. You make it sound like I don't want to be a Kyle. I'm, I, I kind of set it up that way, and I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not degrading Kyle's. Like it's just, what's a Mitchell? I don't know. You can roast me on it. Um, TTF Nation, you can roast me. What is a Mitchell? Um, yeah, Kyle. It, these this movie's for Kyle's, and that's okay. I almost feel like I need to hear your score right now, but I we don't have to do that. I so yeah, I like the style, like the costumes. Um, uh, I like, yeah, the way it looks, the colors are absolutely out mm -hmm. of this world. Insane. Yes. yes. Um, so I really like those and I like, I like some more things, but we can talk about those later. I want, I want to see where you're, where you're at. <laughs> um, I think just the visuals, the visuals in this movie are absolutely phenomenal. There's no denying that. Um, it's incredibly well shot. It's just the the world. I love the concept of the wasteland, and I think it's portrayed super, super well visually. Like when I look at the wasteland, like I'm thirsty. I just need water. Like it, like it's just so dry. The the orange, the orange is so vibrant in so many shots. Um the the warlords just pitch like just pale white um i love when they like right when they're about to sacrifice themselves they like spray the green or the gray paints or whatever like right on yeah. their face is that like ceremonial or something i don't know but just the faces that they make um they like have that skinhead look to them but they're just these rebels um i thought the the guy on the the rig playing the guitar the flaming guitar is just absolutely insane in the best way possible um, yeah the action shots are great um just like the overall chase scenes are really really fun um they get to be a little much at times but i mean it's hard not to just look at this movie visually and just be like wow this is this is crazy because it really does feel like you're being transported into a different world with them no i agree i i i find myself really like 
thinking that action movies are a, a tier below like dramas or a tier below talk about it I just I just feel like a lot of times they don't have a great story and they rely on action and the action I'm just like okay like these guys are beating each other up okay mm-hmm. this this happens all the time and I did not feel like that with this movie because I felt like like the chase scenes you mentioned there's so much happening and it's so like oh my gosh there's people on poles catapulting themselves onto trucks and there's explosions and fire and i don't know i just felt like there was something different about the action sequences in this that i was like i was keyed in i was waiting on what was going to happen next and it wasn't like most action movies that i watch where i just i kind of tune out when there's there's chase scenes or there's fight scenes because nothing that new or original or something that i haven't seen before is happening and i felt the exact opposite here so i completely disagree okay okay Okay. (laughs) Are you, are you saying then like those actions, those people swinging on the poles from the rigs and jumping onto other rigs, that is action indeed. But are you arguing that, that, that adds to the story? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that when a movie enters into an action scene, yes, some, something should be shared there. We should learn things about the characters. We should learn things about who they are and how they think and operate. I guess we don't learn anything about our pole vaulter friends, but it's cool. So I I think I know what you're saying, where you're going, but it is cool. Okay. It's indeed cool. Um, TTF Nation, you can't see the face this guy's giving me right now. Um, I just, I'm, I'm literally hanging on every word you're saying because <laughs> usually, usually when we do these reviews, it's like, okay, I know I'm pretty much almost, I don't know the exact things you're going to say, but I know the direction you're going to go. And I am completely no idea what you're going to say. And I am, I am entertained right now. Yeah, this is good. This is good content. Um, and I know I'm in the minority when I say these things. I know people love this movie, and rightfully so. It, there's a lot to love here. But you you harked on the idea of, like, zoning out in action-y type of movies. Um, and you you made the point that you feel like this story has a lot of, like, quality to it outside of the action, if that's what I'm hearing correctly. Uh, and I disagree. I feel like... Uh, yeah. I feel like the action is what, and I'm not a huge fan of action movies by any stretch of the mind, but I think the action is what makes this movie, this movie, um, along with the visuals. I feel like the narrative is very loose and not very tight. And I don't see a lot of character arc. Um, I read your review on your spreadsheet before, and you, you mentioned you, you dug the character arc. I don't really see any character arc here. Um, yeah i mean it's great and i'm not hating but i kind of am um, oh you're hating just own it well <laughs> like when i think of action movies like you know it is just high explosives and literally people jumping from helicopters onto cars or whatever and and that's what this movie is there's literally a scene towards the end where it's just this gigantic explosion and i did find myself tuning out a little bit towards the end okay okay 
I, I respect everything you're saying. Cause like I said, I've been there with the action movies where it's just like, this is so, I know it's, I'm supposed to be enthralled by this, but I'm just not, I just don't care. Let me, let me, let, let's just argue here. Cause I'm going to argue. Let's okay. do it. Come at so me. You, 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 you <laughs> say, you say that uh, there's nothing outside the action. Correct. And Pretty the much. visuals. Correct. Okay, and the visuals, yeah. Um, I would say, let's talk about the character of Nux, all right? Nux, okay. I believe his name is Nux, yeah. That's the, okay. the warlord who goes with them, right? Yeah, and he's like the, like the, he's the the lowly, he's trying to prove himself. Right. I've, I really, I liked his character arc, and because I despised him in the beginning. I hated him, I was, I wanted him to die, I did not like him in any way. And then as he like kind of almost gets captured by uh, all these women and Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> That's a great band name. All these women and Tom Hardy. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, I, I just liked how by the end I like cared about him and his um, his ultimate death. Like I, I cared when he died. Like I didn't like I, I, I felt something when he died. Um, and that's another thing I feel like action movies do not take advantage of. It's like, okay, you're dead. I do not care. Mm -hmm. um, but I I actually felt something there. So I liked his character arc. I liked the whole story of like Furiosa breaking these, these women out um, and then trying to go to this place. And then it's like, okay, this place isn't there anymore. What are we going to do? And then the whole storyline of like her returning back to the Citadel and becoming basically the new queen, I guess we could say. Mm -hmm. I thought that that storyline was sweet. Um, I would say, I guess Tom Hardy doesn't have much of a character arc. He's kind of just there to be cool and like help them along their journey. But I guess that's my, that? my disagreement with you. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you for just stating facts about Tom Hardy's character. Um <laughs> Literally, his character arc is that he tells Furiosa her, his name. And and his character arc happens in the first, like, 10 minutes. Like, he's like, I'm going to kill you guys. And then he's like, okay, I'll help you. I'll help you guys now. And then he <laughs> helps with the rest of the movie. Um, talking about the beginning of the movie, the narration there was great. I love yeah. the narration. Um we tell our kids, especially when writing creatively, like show, don't tell. Yes. Um, there's a lot of telling in that narrative there. I think it's okay. Like he mentions um, he was once a cop and now he's just living on this single instinct, which is to survive. Um, it would have been cool to maybe see that life before. Um but I do understand like just the immersion of being thrown into the wasteland from the very beginning. I thought the narration was fine there. Um, his character arc, he feels so like, he's like so hot and cold, literally in one scene, um, like right before they decide to um, go back towards the Citadel and fight off the warlords. He says to Furiosa, you know, hope is a mistake. And then literally in the next shot, he's like creating a game plan of like how they're going to go back to the Citadel. And he says like something along. I quoted it, actually. Um, 
oh, he just says we might come across redemption here. It's like, didn't you just say hope is a mistake? Um, like he's so hot and cold. I will agree with you that Nux, he's my favorite character. He he has a great character arc. Um, yeah. I feel like Max and Furiosa are like too similar to separate them. Like they're both like embodying the alpha male and alpha female archetype to the point where it feels I sound so pretentious right now. It feels kind of nauseous, like nauseating. Um, I'll touch more on that when we talk about what we would change. But yeah, very static between those two. Our two main characters hardly ever undergo any change. And I, I feel like kind of going with what you're saying, there's like no dialogue. There's like not a lot of dialogue in the movie. As he doesn't a whole. speak to anybody for like the first hour. It's And especially those two characters specifically, they just don't talk a lot. Um, which I, I kind of just like because like we like we were saying show don't tell I feel like that's part of it is we're just showing true, them true um, and who they are and actually my letterbox review I said this is this is like the pinnacle of showing not telling mm. besides the narration at the beginning I feel like we're really just thrown into this world and it's like we we learn that the people don't have water we learn that um, like basically this warlord guy um joe what what a name like, that's what we come up with joe their writer quit on the day that <laughs> they were coming up with names <laughs> he quit right after he came up with a mort man because yeah. a mortman <laughs> is a sick word and then yeah you can tell that maybe they were just tired on a monday and it was like i'm done let's just call him joe <laughs> um, but I, I do feel like we get a lot of um we do get a, a lot of like they don't tell us anything about this world we're just thrown into it we learn about his like slaves that he's keeping we learn about his brides that he has and it never tells us like why they're there or what they're for we just slowly figure it out throughout the story and i love that and anytime a movie like makes you kind of work a little bit makes you think about it i'm i'm in yeah so i like that um in terms of just like you having to digest it and make your own assumptions. A question and potential qualm that I had was towards the end when they start heading back and Joe um, and his warlords see that they're heading towards the Citadel. Like what's his motivation for trying to stop them at that point? Because the girl that he impregnated died the baby died, which is just the most bizarre scene ever. Um, but like, don't like that was my thought. Like, wouldn't he just be like, oh, here are these guys. Like, this is like literally a crew of eight people. I have hundreds and hundreds supporting me here. Like, why is he so hung up on them? Um, is it just a pride thing, do you think? Or what's going on there? Because I was genuine, genuinely confused there. Yeah, I guess I don't have an answer. I feel like maybe, and this is all just guessing, I feel like maybe by the end he's fine with killing them. Um, like, he does get hold of uh, Zoe Kravitz. Um, right. I didn't even put that together till I, like, was looking up who's in the movie, and I was like, oh, wow. that's Catwoman. Um, she, uh, like, he puts a gun to her head. Like, I, I felt like he would have pulled the trigger, but I felt like he had... So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe his his motivations changed towards the end, but I, I definitely see with what you're saying. Like, why not just 
let him go back. That's where I want him to be. Yeah, or maybe he's he's concerned that they're going to try to overrule him and take over because the two of them are a deadly duo and that he's threatened by their power together. Yeah. Um, and now I'm thinking about it, maybe that makes sense, but I don't know. It felt very, like, forced. Like, hey, we have to have one more gigantic car chase scene, um, so let's make it happen right here. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about our guy, Joe... Uh... Joe, do you do you think that when he was a child he was like Joey, like kids called him Joey, and then when he got older and like started to take over the world, he was like, "I'm going by Joe now. You can't call me Joey anymore." I don't know, but I do know that he was ugly as can be. <laughs> okay, and that's what I was. That's the real thing I was getting to. Um, one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing is the just the build up to the introduction of Joe mm-hmm. because it's it doesn't show his face like his face is the last thing that we see so we get like the close-ups of his nasty back flabs and scabs yeah and the the kids like blowing that powder on him another good show don't tell like we just assume maybe that's medicine or something um and then it's like close-ups of them putting the armor on cool see-through armor how sick is that that was cool um it's kind of it's got all like it's got all the badges on it. It just looks sweet. Um, and then finally we get like the mask on in his face and just the reveal of him. It's like, okay, we're dealing with the big dog here. I just love the build up to that introduction. He definitely looks awesome. I yeah. love like the see-through chest plate that he has. It even has the the six pack line in there. Um <laughs> The dude definitely doesn't have one, but when he has that on, he does. He he looks fantastic. They all look fantastic. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Just the character design as a whole is super cool. And then my next favorite moment is just when he pushes those levers forward and all the water comes out. What a fantastic moment in the movie. It's so cool. Mm. I, yeah, and then all like the peasant people are trying to get their water. Um, yeah, I need to create a bumper sticker that says, um, do not become addicted to water. You'll resent its absence. <laughs> I thought I was just like, what a thing for this guy to say. <laughs> I'm sure he was just sipping, sipping water before he did the speech. Like, no, how lame are you, man? And I drink a half gallon a day. I need my water. <laughs> yeah. That would be a great bumper sticker. We'd have to put some weird, weird image on there that people don't understand that. Uh, maybe maybe it's the see-through armor. Maybe it's the, the sick gray mullet hair coming back behind it. Maybe we should just start making Teachers Talk Film bumper stickers. <laughs> hey, if the people want it, we'll make it. <laughs> the audience of a million. Um, hit us up if you want some bumper stickers. A million and counting, a million and counting. Yes, sir um let's see let's see some other some other moments i thought that the uh the witness me moment um it's in the first chasing when the guy's basically like i'm i'm going down fighting and he's like looking at all his homies and he's like witness me that i thought again i'm going back to show don't tell we don't know what that is we just kind of figure out it's like this crazy ritual they do and then the amazing slow-mo of him with the two sticks in his hand just jumping onto the car i mean that's as action movie as it gets but it's pretty pretty stinking sweet 
Yeah, and they're all obsessed with going to Valhalla. Valhalla. That's that's Norse myth, right? I believe so, yeah. And so is that basically just like a state of like total happiness, like heaven, essentially? And I believe you only get there if you die in battle. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I think that's why throughout the movie they're like trying to do all these these crazy things and yeah, die in combat. Yeah, and that was Nux's like main like purpose that he wanted in the first half of the film. And then he sacrifices himself for Furiosa and Max and all the others. So that that was cool. Um yeah, I guess that that even wraps it up even better that he goes out for like selfish reasons to die in combat. Then he right. ends up fulfilling those, but it's for different reasons. So yeah. yeah, good character arc. I think somebody said that earlier on this this podcast me uh no i don't i don't think so <laughs> arlo my dog <laughs> no one one more i think oh uh, i'll have to think about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. i wanted to uh what about the the blue the blue you know when they find um the it's like furiosa X. the crows yeah oh yeah. yeah um the crows with like the long legs okay are those people or are those crows i don't know but I, that has to be inspired by salvador dolly okay i was thinking i didn't put that together until you just said it but i knew i'd seen it somewhere before and i yes. couldn't figure it out yes i'm so glad you mentioned that because he's my favorite artist and i was pumped when i saw that because it's like he like paints like surrealist paintings. So it's like dealing with the ordinary, but putting it in a way where it's like totally distorted. And so like, I don't know, I couldn't tell if that was like people with like super long legs and just like oval shaped bodies or crows or whatever, but I don't know, but they looked awesome. Yeah, they did look awesome. And you mentioned the blue. And when I went into watching this, I was like, oh, everything's going to be orange because I'd seen it before. And I was like, this is the orange movie. Everything's orange in here. And then, yeah, we get that blue and I was like, oh, OK, we're not just playing with we've got we've got multiple facets here of colors. And yeah, the blue was sweet. Yeah, I think oh, we I don't we see a bunch of red in like the giant dust storm scene. Yeah, it that looks like the upside down in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, just I mean, the colors to any point in here are off the chain. Yeah, we're talking a lot about like details added to the film in terms of color. Um, Furiosa is so like fixated on getting to the green place. Yeah. Did you notice that like there's not a whole lot of green color in the movie? Like there's a lot of absence of green and like exact opposites. Yeah, I did notice in I love the design of the Citadel, the main city, because there is on the very top of that just one cliff it's just yeah. like beautiful oasis green yeah and that design yeah. is dude the, just the design is design it's amazing yeah yeah that's cool yeah the green is only positioned in the place where the king joe can like really enjoy it yeah yeah that's cool and then everywhere else it's just absence of green which is what they're chasing the whole time that is that's cool yeah um what do you think about our boy Tom Hardy just strapped to the front of that car? At the very beginning? Yeah. 
gave me anxiety if I'm being honest. Especially with he's got his blood thing back to his back yeah. to nuts. It's, it's Ooh, crazy. When he pulls it out of himself, it's like a it's like a hook for like a fish, like a gigantic marlin. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. And then he's muzzled up. Yeah, I was like, when is he gonna get this thing off? I forgot it took him so long to get that off of his face. Yeah. I just thought that that was a I don't know. That's I think what I feel like a lot of people remember when they think of Fury Road is yeah, Tom Hardy with the muzzle strapped to the front of the car. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um I forgot um Charlize Theron Furiosa, she didn't have both of her arms. I forgot that it was mechanical too. Yeah. Um I read something that uh like 80% of the effects that they did in this were like practical. They were real, weren't green screened or anything. And oh. they mentioned her arm because like that had to be. But, but I mentioned this during, uh, I believe, our, our the Batman review. Just do practical effects. Just do them. Makes everything look so much better. Yes. Can you like, imagine if, if Marvel did a movie with like total practical effects? It would be, it looks so much better than they do now. I mean, have you seen the new Thor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. It looks amazing, right? Still hate the laughing goats with a passion. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming goats. Yeah, that was cotton candy of a movie. Did not. <laughs> um, it, yeah, visually, I don't know. I, I feel like you may have more qualms with this movie. Is that true? Um. Yeah, I wanted to touch on some of them in my remake part that we were going to close out with. Okay. Um, it just feels one dimensional to me. All right. I feel All like right. it relies heavily on the aesthetic. And like, there's no denying, I feel like th this film is well made and like it's awesome to look at. There's just a lot of story points that are feel that I feel are missing. Um, that's really it. Yeah, it just feels one dimensional to me. It just feels like an action movie, like you said. So if we like, let's put it this way, we take all the like great visuals out of it, all the great colors, all of that. And we set this in, I don't know, some James Bond city like Madrid. And it's instead of these cool war machines and cars and explosions, it's um, a, a team of people trying to escape madrid to go to france i don't know i'm not great on geography um <laughs> but they realize that uh it's not going to work in france so they're like okay we'll go back to madrid and we'll we'll figure this out that's a pretty terrible movie right sounds like every action movie that i've seen in my whole life okay so i think i think i see what you're saying if you take all like the spectacle out of it it's it's just a regular old action movie yeah, it is very much so. I wrote this down, a visual spectacle, which I can yeah. appreciate for that. Yeah, I, I think for me, if a movie does that, if it is a visual spectacle, uh, I'm I'm hooked. I don't care about the plot as much if okay. I'm just like sitting there like, oh, my God, this is insane. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's definitely enjoying. enjoying. I, I think we came to a great conclusion there. I think yeah. we, you know, this is the point of dialogue is you're supposed to understand someone better by the end of it. 
If only we could show this clip to our students and say, hey, this is how you do a debate where you see the other person's point of view and you meet them in the middle, right? You got to compromise. You got to give and take. Um, you know, we own this video. There's nothing stopping you from showing this to your uh, students. Um, and if you do, I will personally raise a million dollars and find a way to give it to you. <laughs> there is something stopping me. Um, and that is me. <laughs> yeah, they can find it on their own, maybe one day. Yeah. All right. Any uh any closing thoughts on Mad Max Fury Road? I'm ready for my score, bro. I I can't wait. I can't wait because I mean, like we know it's not your favorite. You you like some parts of it, but we don't know where in the the array of numbers you're exactly feeling. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I like to equate my scores like with considering everything, visuals, plot points, sequence, sound, all that stuff. And I also like to consider like the grade that it would have. So like an A is 90 and above, right? B 80 to 89. Mad Max is a strong C. It's a 77. Wow. Seven. And wow. I know I'm in the minority there. I looked at oh, the Rotten I'm glad you're in the like 97. And let me be honest, I was I was flabbergasted by the 97. Flabbergasted. Who gave it 97? Critics. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics. Oh, critics. Yeah. Critics. And so they they're like you. They love the visual spectacle. I get it. 77, though. Huh? Sorry, I'm, glad you're, I'm just glad you own the score and that you're this this is a brave moment in teachers talk film history that you know that mad max is like you said revered and yeah. you had the you had the bravery to give it a 77 and and let me may i add before we came on i put it at a 77 initially and then i saw it and then i looked at rotten tomatoes and it was a 97 and so i was like hmm okay i'll put it at 80 and then I was like, no, your first instinct was a 77. What are my students going to think if I cater my ratings and my perception of a movie to everybody else? You're going to okay. think I'm just a follower. I'm so glad you said that because I find myself doing that all the time when I just have like a wild, wild score on a movie. And I'm like, man, what's wrong with me? What is wrong with me that I like this movie more than other people? I don't like this movie as much as other people. There's nothing wrong with us. Exactly. Well, there's a lot wrong with us, but not yeah. our movie takes. Not our movie takes. Right, right. Um, and it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I just did the same thing. I just went back to my spreadsheet, back to my score, and I was like, okay, where can I find a place to lower my score? Because <laughs> I, I, can't it, <laughs> I can't have this high of a score. But then in the back of my mind, I just said, no, this is my score. It's yeah. It's a 92. Yeah, I, and you're in the majority there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a 92. Uh, like I said, love the spectacle. I like the storyline. Um, I like the, the character arcs. Um, and for an action movie, I think it's, uh, it's, it's original enough for me. Okay. I'll be, I, I feel honored. Did you almost just do a spit take as I was giving my score? What do you mean by spit take? It looked like you took a drink of water and almost just couldn't oh. handle it. Like literally like about to laugh. Or, yeah, yeah. 
No, I was laughing because you're a funny guy, man. Um, <laughs> going on your spreadsheet and trying to change your score. I think what that says, um, nothing to your shaky confidence, but rather my incredibly persuasive um, no, communication no, no. This skills. Is all, reviewing this movies. is all me. This is I think all that's me. I think I'm persuading. No, I almost no, persuaded no. you to dip into the 80s. Don't deny. No, I was li- Don't no, deny. No. Don't deny. I was I was Don't literally going to lower it to a 90 and I did not. I did not. Okay. It's a 92. It's a 92. <laughs> it's a, a 92. Oh. You know what? It's a 93. <laughs> no. No, it's a 92. I was right the first time. Okay. Whatever you say. Wow, man. Whatever. Wow. You say. Whatever you we, say. We've never had a review like this. I like that. I was, you know, I was nervous for this one. The people listening to this review are going to be like, is this the same podcast I've been listening to? <laughs> Hopefully it might be a little better because we're actually um, discussing different things. You made, you definitely made me think about things in a different way. Okay, good. I, I would say that we do that during our normal reviews too. You make me think about things in a different way, but they're usually like, they're pretty close to what I am at least thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we're talking cinematography or whatever um so yeah i think there's nothing wrong with the green but it, it is nice to throw a little uh a, a little 77 in there every once in a while and i i definitely made you think of it differently yeah yeah, yeah. to the point where you almost dipped into the 80s okay okay <laughs> we're gonna move on from this review a uh a whopping 92 from me and a measly 77 from mitchell main yes sir. Uh, um good movie good movie <laughs> Not hating. Which leads us into our next our next thing. I think we took these very different ways. So yes. my idea, which was a very abstract idea, and I wasn't really sure what was gonna happen, but it let was me like, let me can I add something? You hit the you yeah. hit your idea to me like 20 minutes before recording with a okay. very um, ambitious idea, and I liked it. <laughs> you clearly had some time to think about it though, and I had half hour. Okay, so here's what happened. Here's what went through my head. I came up, I didn't even come up with the idea first. I just came up with my pitch first for what I'm about to say. Um, And then I was like, this would be cool if like maybe Mitch came up with one of these two and then we could just talk about that. And then I was like, okay, I'll I'll text him tonight. And this was yesterday night uh, after I finished the movie. And it was like nine, around 9.30 and I was like, I maybe that's late on a, on a Sunday night. I, I knew it wasn't. I knew you were probably awake, but I, you know, I'm, I'm a kind, um, chivalrous, uh, you know, I like to have manners and I, I didn't want to text you that late. You've watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. You remember the 10 PM <laughs> yeah, rule? Yeah. You don't, isn't it? You don't call after you don't call after what? After eight, 10. nine. I no. thought it was 10. Dude, if I call you at nine 45, out of nowhere i'm answering no first ring for no me way. for me for me yeah of for course you. i'm me i'm me yeah okay um okay <laughs> what, whatever so then it was like i got to school this morning i need to text i need to text and tell them that this is what we're doing tonight and i was not ready for first hour so that's all i did for a good 45 minutes and then you know it's a monday the day hits you and then um, had a meeting after school, and then the text made its way to you after the meeting after school. So at you were completely correct. 
I should have given you definitely a day to think about it. And I, yeah, I gave you a half an hour. It's okay. Um, I appreciate you owning up to it. I definitely thought of like a parody film that we could, we could uh, maybe unpack a little bit. Okay. Okay. So the original idea that I came up again with last night, um, which again, the Steez machine did not know of till uh, probably an hour ago uh, was to, we're going to remake Mad Max, but we're going to, we're going to change the details. So like in Mad Max Fury Road, they worship like, they worship Chrome. They worship V8s. They worship, um, they worship Kyle thinks, correct? Monster energy drinks. Yeah. So it was going to be like, okay, let's change what they worship. And then that will kind of change the entire world around them. Mm -hmm. I don't, did you go anywhere close to that? What's, where have you gone with this? No, I just made a few tweaks um, storyline wise. I, cause the aesthetic is what I love. I wouldn't change any of that. Okay. So tell me your, tell me your tweaks. Tell me what gets this movie from a 77 to a 92. Okay. Um, 92, I don't think is possible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I will say though, I would like some more backstory to create some more emotional depth here. And there might be people listening that are just totally in disagreement, And I welcome that. Um, I thought it would have been cool because like we see flashes of like, is it his his daughter or his kid? Okay, well, yeah, we didn't talk about those. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Maybe his kid. I I almost thought that it was the you know he's saving the the brides or whatever. I thought it was almost maybe their future kids that he's seeing. Mm. But yeah, cool. I hated those. By the way, hated those. Those looked so weird and out of place and terrible lighting. I get it's supposed to be like a dream sequence thing, but they looked so bad. Yeah, I definitely felt like they weren't needed. They felt loosely tied into the story. Yeah. Um, I thought it would have been cool if we would have gotten backstory. Like he had a kid, boy or girl, it doesn't matter. And Joe took his kid mm. and turned them into a warlord. And like, there's no sense of redemption for Max's kid. Like he knows that they're basically just stuck. Um, but as he's trying to save them, he sees a group of pregnant ladies, like we see in the movie, um, held hostage by Furiosa, Furiosa, not wanting to help them. Mm. And Max realizes, Hey, I can't save my own kid, but I can save the lives of all these other future kids. And so he saves the girls and it's basically, max driving in a gigantic rig with 12 pregnant ladies in the back okay so basically a rom-com no no (laughs) um i mean we could definitely add some more like some humoristic punches i mean max is a very one-dimensional character i would definitely add some color to him um (laughs) but but yeah i would definitely okay yeah sorry go ahead i i I had to throw that joke in there just i I like it it popped into my head. I, I like I like what you're saying of yeah, Max rolling around with his his brides he's saving. So Furiosa is the villain. Correct, correct. Dude, Furiosa would be a sick villain. Because they're so similar, right? Like it feels like like I don't need both of them. Like maybe give yeah. Tom Hardy more screen time or maybe flip-flop it. Maybe this is 
a female lead where Furiosa is just absolutely going crazy and destroying Tom Hardy. That would be sick. That would be sick. I'd, I'd like it as uh, Furiosa as our, our protagonist. It's told kind of from her point of view. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who, who wins in the end? Um, I didn't think that far. I didn't have enough time. Um, mm-hmm. huh, so you can, you can rip this movie apart, but uh, yours isn't uh, up. Let's say, stuff. let's say the kid, the original kid, sacrifices himself so they get a character arc sacrifices okay. themselves for either furioso or max whoever the protagonist is whichever you're feeling like yeah okay. i like it there's some a more emotional depth there i feel like yeah yeah you're right and i i like the idea of um because we don't really get the rescue of the the brides they're just no, already they're, they're already yeah rescued and on the journey Okay. It says Furiosa's gone rogue, and then she's with a bunch of pregnant ladies. How about that? Is the entire start of the conflict is she just turns left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that's my it. big tweak. I like it. All right. Would have had um, more if I had more than half an hour to flesh it out. I know. I know. I regret it. I regret it's it. Large. We forgive you. I'm curious to hear um, what you say though. Yeah, but hopefully I can. Uh, Fill the gaps here. So oh, maybe I I created two brand new movies. Um, <laughs> one one is uh, completely ridiculous, and one is I think would be pretty cool. Which one do you want first? Um, let's do the ridiculous one, and then I'll give you just a quick elevator pitch of my ridiculous one. Okay. Okay. So here's my ridiculous one. Instead of a dystopia, it's a utopia. Okay. Everything is perfect. Our, our Amort, Amortum, Amortum, Amortman. I can't remember, man. Morty. Mort, our Morty Joe. Our Morty <laughs> Joe is none other than Kanye West. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He supplies everything to the Take people. this mic away right now. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of, you know, um, Joe pushing on the levers to, uh, like, push out the water to the people Mm -hmm. Kanye West is just doing this you uh, again it's a utopia he's doing this whenever um whenever necessary whenever whenever the people need to hear some Kanye West bars he pushes on the levers and boom great lines from graduation spit out great lines from my beautiful dark fantasy great lines from Jesus (laughs) spit out to uh to help the people and instead of the lever I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. And then he pulls it back and then it just stops. <laughs> and, and then later, just, last time spending on a necklace, <laughs> just, just mid bar. He he pushes all the lever and we just hear the one note for runaway and then he turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, you know, like the clocks where it's like every hour it has like a bird chirping or something. Yeah. It's like every hour it's just a, a Kanye bar. <laughs> That's even better. That's even better. Every hour, people gather in the city center just waiting for the next, yeah, Kanye bar. I love um, that. That's great. Okay. Okay. And Im- imagine, imagine this. You're waiting for new music to release, and you're expecting, you're expecting an old school Kanye bar to come out, and bang, on the hour, you just hear new music from Kanye West. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine how, I mean, again, it's a utopia and that's, it's a clear reason, clear reason why. 
Um, I, I have more details as well. Okay. Instead of instead of Valhalla, it's Yehalla. Okay. Um, and that's that's where everyone's trying to get. Um, I don't know exactly how you get there, but when you get there, okay, there's always like we talk Greek mythology when you get to Hades, there's things you have to do or things you mm. get. When you get to Yehala, you get the pink polo in the backpack, the old oh school Kanye look. You've you've earned your your pink polo and backpack, and you're you're there, and you get your choice of Yeezys. You want Wave Runners, you want the Yeezy boots, you want the Yeezy slides, you want Yeezy three fifties. They're there, and you're in Yehala. Thoughts? He tried to make Yehala a couple years back. Do you remember that? He tried to create his own utopia? Um, no. Yeah, he tried to create his own utopia, like literally. Um, I know he was trying to build houses at one point. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but wasn't he like trying to create like he was trying to create a community? Dude, with he's these, done like, so much stuff. He's like made his houses own houses that looked like it was like on Tatooine. Like, yeah. And you know what? The world's just not ready for it. The world's not ready to be a utopia. The world's just can't handle it, man. Yeah, we're not there yet. Um, I like this idea, though. I mean, uh, I think I'd watch it. It's soon. I would watch it. I. Yeah. Um, what Yeezys would you get? Um, I mean, I really like your Wave Runners. They're pretty sweet. Um, I really like the, shoot, I don't even know the name of them. I think they're the 450s, the ones that like look like moon rocks on the bottom. They're big and puffy. Okay. Um, yeah, I like those. Interesting. Yeah, I had a kid today trying to get some um, new slides in class. He didn't get them. Yeah. Dang. Life's rough. Yeah. Not in Yehala, though. Not in Yehala. Not Yehala. Not Yehala. <laughs> Um, I have a crazy idea too, and then I want to hear your serious one. Um, okay. I think in about 20 years, we can start making like parodies of like doomsday movies, but use like COVID as the the foundation for it. And so okay. I didn't have time to flesh this out. So again, um, my responsibility. Yeah, but I did think of like pulling the lever and like what would come. So like there's the lever moment's huge, isn't it? It is. It's the most striking moment where you realize this guy's authority on this people. Yeah. On this people. Um, But nonetheless, we're living in this. um, I guess we could even just say like post pandemic moment still affected by the economic state that the pandemic left on us. Sounds kind of serious, but it's not. Um, just lack of toilet paper. And every time the lever is pulled, it just rolls and rolls and rolls of toilet paper go out and people have to fight over them. Eventually, Max is like, I'm sick of this, man. I need, I need toilet paper whenever I want. I heard there's another city. Um, I didn't think of this known as the white place or um, oh, yes. the ultra soft place. Charmin, shout out Charmin. Um, and so he has to go there because it's the land where toilet paper is a plenty. Okay, how about instead of you mentioned just rolls of toilet paper coming out of those pipes, you know? What if it's just one long stream? Just yeah, one and then to fight over the, the squares. 
Yeah, people are ripping yeah, it apart. Like it's like sometimes you get one square, sometimes you get like 10 and you're savoring that till right. the next month. Um, okay. I like and that. And this is a parody film, so it's all Correct. funny and dumb. And I like it, man. You could also like trade gas for hand sanitizer and like they never have enough hand sanitizer to fuel their cars. Yep. Yep. That's good. Um Instead of, you know how Furiosa brings that giant tank of fuel to get mm-hmm. her safe passage? It could be like um, she's bringing like peanut butter because like, like I'm trying to think of things that the store ran out of um, yeah. like food wise that during COVID times. Pastas. Um, pastas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a just a bunch of bunch of linguine packed in this giant tank. Yeah, but Joe doesn't have to worry about going grocery shopping because he has unlimited Grubhub access. <laughs> Doesn't never has to leave his room. It's just always at his front door. <laughs> yep. Yep. Up on the high place of the Citadel. Yep. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So that's what I got. Most that of that's great. off the top, too. Yeah, for a limited time, man. I, t- I told you this is how this is how it goes. We're teachers, man. This is our strength. It's we just think on our feet. Yep. Yeah. I want to hear your serious um, one. All right, here's my serious one. There's this is very English teacher of me. Okay, so dystopia, just like Fury Road. Um, people have lost the ability to communicate. They've mm. lost the ability of language. There's no mm. more language. So people really just communicate by like grunting or just like looking at each other, and it's like impossible to really communicate. Except for our guy Joe. All right, he has. He has books. He has things that uh, allow him to communicate with the people around him. And the like Furiosa journey would be to go to, I don't know, some place where there is language that is accessible. All right. So there's like a, a giant city that's been tucked away that's full of full of books or full of music. Imagine having no music and like, um, yeah, you get that would be the thing that would come out of the pipes just to keep the people going for a limited amount of time is like you hear music and you're like, OK, I like the sound of that. Mm. Um, I like the sound of that Jay Dilla beat, but I mm. don't understand what he's saying. I need I need to I need to understand what he's saying. Um, and then, yeah, you go to this land and you just hear MF Doom. Could you mm. imagine not knowing how to speak? And then your first like inclinations of learning how to speak is mad villain come on (laughs) that's beautiful i'd probably pass out upon first bar i think a lot of people would a lot of people would. you wouldn't be able to your brain would not be able to handle it yeah um yeah that's better than any of the other ones we came up with so yeah a quest for for language would be would be sweet my only question then is how would they acquire the intelligence and the wherewithal to understand that they need to go somewhere else? Would it just be the power of the language? Like the music's just speaking to them in a way that they've never felt before. We could maybe make it. I feel like this is maybe a cop out, but like they start having dreams of some sort and like they realize that multiple people in the city are having dreams and they all, I, I don't know what connects them to like leave together, but I'm sure we could figure it out. 
Because they could cool. just uh, they could dr- they could have dreams, and in their dreams, Kanye spitting bars about where they need to go. But how would they understand it if they don't? If that, they that's a great it? point. Um, that's what I got hung up on that because I was like, okay, how did we lose language? How did that happen? Didn't get there. I think I'll just ignore it um, and not give any background info. And then, yeah, how did the, how does this group of people, or maybe we just make it one person, a little book of Eli situation, hmm. um, just one person out trying to uh, conquer this journey. Have you seen the Heard Him Say music video? I, yes, I have. It could just be like a visual in their dream where it's like the caricature just walking through the city, like, and then going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be good. Because you can uh, interpret visuals without language, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, their visuals just showing them where to go. They have, right, they yeah. With night. just yeah. maybe the instrumental. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. I like we piece that. that together, man. That's a great movie. Let's let's take it to uh, Warner Bros. We start writing tomorrow. <laughs> that was fun. I like that. I was I was a little anxious there, but... That was good. I knew, I knew we'd figure it out. Yeah. Confident. All right. Um, I know that you're done talking about Mad Max Fury Road because you hated it. So uh, <laughs> what, are, what are we watching next week? Um, I'm going out of the box. And it's mm. one that I know you haven't seen. Good. Yeah. And it's one that I've been wanting to see. Can I just say, look at what happened, though, because I wanted to go in the box for this uh-huh. and it worked out beautifully because we had different opinions. Right. Yeah. No, I liked this. This is this might go down as um, an honorable mention for some of my favorite TTN content. Yeah. yeah, this is good. OK, so out of the box, out of the box this week, um, next week. I told you about this film a while back and i really wanted to see it but it wasn't it was released in theaters limited um was not released in our town it is now on hulu on the count of three the one directed by gerard carmichael oh my god i am an idiot i thought you were saying on the count of three we're like gonna say something together oh no (laughs) i was looking at you the movie's called on the count of three Oh, okay. Okay. And it's um, I'm showing you through the screen right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's got you know nothing Gerard about Carmichael. this movie. What's that? I know nothing about this. Uh, I will preface by saying it's it's a dark comedy, so there might be um some sensitive topics being addressed. It's about two friends who make a pact to uh shoot each other because they're done with life. Okay. But there's dark comedy mixed in, so. It's going to be a different conversation than today. That's for sure. Okay. I like it. Yeah. But we got to mix it up. And I've been wanting to see this. It's Gerard Carmichael's directorial debut. He also stars in it. I really like his comedy. He is uh, the narrator in the interludes in the Igor album. Shout out Tyler, the creator. Um, And so, yeah, this came out on Hulu a couple weeks ago. We got to watch it. It's an hour and 26 minutes. Um, yeah, I can so, even more. Yeah, so we're gonna unpack that one next week. I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of TTF Nation hasn't seen this either because it is just so fresh at this point. Um, is this a 2022 release? It is. Yeah. Okay. Brand spanking new. I'm pumped. I like this pick already. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, we're going to see where it goes. Um, on the count of three. On the count of three. We will on watch on the count of three. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got anything else, X Ray? I don't think so. Quite an episode. I need to go. Uh, I need to go like debrief this one. I need to roll back through my notes, see see where I went wrong. Yeah, you need to go back in your notes, drop it down to an eighty-two, and call it a day. <laughs> um, no. I'm staying at a seventy-seven. I will not change my opinion for anybody. Until next time, TTF Nation. Thank you for tuning in. Do your homework. On the count of three. And peace out. Peace out.